welcome to another podcast of Speaking Through My World, where I talk about my three passions in life, and that is women, Africa, and the arts. Today, we're going to be focusing on an organization called Plus LGBTQI, which is a nonprofit organization that aims to build a dynamic, thriving, and visible South African lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered, and intersex business community. And I have the manager with me, Zimkita, who's going to chat to me about what what Plus does, how they came about, their members, and so forth. And then, of course, how you could also um, add value and give your support. Zimkita, thank you so much. How are you today? I'm good, Rosie. How are you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Thank you. So tell me a little bit more about the work that Plus does and, and how did the organization come about? Uh, Plus was, um, it was started in, in fact, the engagement started in 2016. And there was, uh, there were engagements that were done throughout the country. I think there was, there was an, an, a convening in, in Port Elizabeth, in Cape Town. It was just going around trying to establish the business case of establishing a, an LGBTI business network slash chamber of commerce. And after those engagements, it was then finally registered in 2018. And it started operations. It was started by the other foundation. Um, and then it was also supported by the NGLCC, the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, which is uh, situated in, uh, in the US. So, it is, um, and then from that year, they started, we start, started hosting the LGBTI um, Business Summit from 2018. So the work that we're doing truly is, we are about economic inclusion, economic participation, and economic development of um, LGBTI entrepreneurs. So that's, and also what we do is, our work is surrounded three pillars. We've got A, which is for advocacy. We advocate for economic inclusion of LGBTI entrepreneurs. And uh, we've got another pillar, which is C, which is about connecting. We're connecting our members to opportunities. Also, we are connecting, um, um, our members to access be it access to markets, be it access to funding, also access to corporate supply chains. But with that C as well, it's about collaborations, collaborating with with um with corporates um in trying to to raise awareness about the work that Plus does. And then also we have the pillar which is E empowerment. Uh, it we empower our members, and also we empower our allies. As plus, we believe in allyship. So we empower our allies on what it takes to be an ally for LGBTI entrepreneurs. So that's about what sums the work that we're doing. That's amazing. And, you know, the first business summit that I attended was, was pre-COVID, which was I think it was the end of 20, 2019 in, in Santon, Johannesburg. And one of the, the mm. other things that that, that um, really intrigued me is that it's not just 
specific to South Africa. I, I engaged with a lot of the members from the from different countries from the SADC region. Let's talk about, you know, and and you know which territories they came come from. Okay. Um yeah, we do have membership from I would say mostly the SADC region because we do have members in Botswana, we do have members from Eswatini, we do have members from um um I think Zambia, yes, Zambia. So we're not really servicing South Africa only, but we try. Uh, in our, in one of our in some of our convenings, like last year, the business summit, it was a Southern African. It had a Southern Southern African landscape because we had convenings during that during the the summit. We had convenings in Eswatini, in Lesotho. Um, I think Botswana, Zambia, Zimbabwe. Um, so yes, in as much as we are South African, but we do cater, we do try and 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 assist or share our content with the Southern African um, entrepreneurs as well. Fee, what is the procedure if somebody wants to join and be part of a plus LGBTQI? Look, we don't charge for membership. Our membership is free. Um, at the moment, um, we are reworking that process. If you notice, our website is currently down because we are migrating everything online. So the members will have to sign up. They will have to join on our website and um and then we will require we'll request them to submit whatever supporting documents we will want them to submit but it is completely free at the moment if somebody is interested to join they can send me an email and we will currently we will add them on our mailing list so that when the database or the online registration because we are developing an online directory of our members so when that is up and running, we will then send them communication to then go and register online. Um, our my uh, email address is manager at lgbti uh, plus business network plus is and p l u s. So it's manager at lgbti plus dot com. That's great, and I'll definitely. Um, attach your contact details to the body of this of this podcast. Before we close off, on your I think it was your Facebook page or um, one one of your social media pages, you spoke about you've posted information on your compliance drive. Would you like to speak a little bit yeah. more to that? Okay, so the compliance drive is an initiative that we are doing with NetBank. Uh, they are our main sponsors for that. Look. For you, one of our one of our work or one of our focus is giving our members access to or connecting them to opportunities within corporate and government supply chain. And for that to happen, we need to make sure that our members are compliant. Is there is their SARS or tax issues up to date? Is their annual returns with CIPC up to date, um, and also giving them financial or 
knowledge or just give them skills to be able to manage their businesses. So NetBank is supporting this initiative. We had our first um we, our first engagement was in Sentin, and now we are busy finalizing for Durban. It's it's Durban, then we're gonna have in Pretoria and um and Cape Town. The main idea is that NetBank comes in, gives a financial literacy workshop for our members, and then in attendance we have SARS um consultants that will then give a bit of a text education and also assist our members. It, it's, it's something they call text clinic. They're providing text clinic. They'll give assistance with regards to e-filing. Um, those who are not registered for e-filing, they will help them register for e-filing and try and assist them even with filing outstanding returns. So it, it's it's truly a great initiative because a lot of one of the reasons that small businesses or entrepreneurs are failing is non-compliance. Hence, we've embarked on this journey to then provide this, bringing SARS uh, and bringing financial literacy knowledge to our members instead of them. We know how difficult it is to go to a SARS branch. Uh, you have to book for an appointment. So with this, we're trying to make things easier for them, just to make sure that we have a compliant uh, database that is ready to do business with corporates and government. You know, a lot of these empowerment workshops or platforms um, focus on the, the networking, focus on the branding, which is very, very important. But if you don't have that compliance mm. or you don't even have that knowledge, uh, you know, I mm. when I first registered my company and trying to understand the tax language it took me a long time. You know, so I think I think this mm. this, this this approach is it's also a lot more friendlier. Um, and of course, we'll have more we'll have longevity in terms of of the projects that that you want to put out there. So moving forward, mm. um, I mean, we're halfway through twenty twenty three. What are your hopes and dreams for the platform? And um, do you have any success stories that you can share? Okay. Um. So what we've done as plus, I'm always asked, do you have any success stories? At the moment, it's our members being given um access to markets because even as plus, when we are looking for when we are procuring, we first procure within our members. I've got. Uh, our branding, we do it through our members. We've got um, SMMEs within PLUS that are our service providers. And also when corporates are asking for, 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 for referrals, we always refer them. I can mention one uh, for Atleaway. They do corporate branding. Uh, they've been members of PLUS. Uh, for I think uh, since PLUS was, uh, since the first year that PLUS was established and through the engagements last year, they were part of the, um, of an event. There was a, an event in Midrand, an SMME um, conference 
where they got an opportunity to connect or to engage with uh with uh supply supply chains from different uh corporations. So we try as much as we can to expose our members to give them access to to corporate supply chain. So what we are hoping to achieve as plus is more engagements with corporates, um, raising awareness for LGBTI inclusion or LGBTI supplier diversity. We know uh, here in South Africa, our laws, the BE, they are prioritizing the race, the gender, um, and disability, but there's nothing that is um, prior that speaks to LGBTI inclusion in supply chain as well, in as much as in the workplace, but in supply chain, which is what we call LGBTI supplier diversity. So our hope is to engage more with corporates, to raise the awareness, and also for corporates to make room for LGBTI uh, suppliers, because they are suppliers, they are LGBTI SMMEs. And also what we're hoping to achieve as well is we've got engagement, we've got a program now, we've got a plus pledge where we are calling corporates to really, it's a call to action to support our initiatives as plus. Um, it's called the plus pledge. We were hoping to launch it in June but because of delays and processes, because it's a project that is supported by Google. And, um, but because there were some delays, now we're moving it to October. So we're really hoping that a lot of corporates will, will, will take up that call um, to act and support uh, LGBTI inclusion within the economy of South Africa. Um, and also hoping that it will spread to other countries as well. You know, a lot of countries, uh, Southern African countries look up to South Africa. So we're hoping that um, it will raise that awareness. And also what we're trying, uh, what we're hoping to achieve this year is um, also growing the membership for PLUS. Uh, a lot of people to come join because as we engage with corporates, they're asking, who are your members? How many people are they? So we need to show that they, they are um, LGBTI entrepreneurs within our communities and be able to show them that, showcase them, that here are our members, which is what we're trying to achieve as well with the online directory that we are developing, because the idea is that we will host them there. So whenever one needs, let's say they want to find a hairdresser in um in Rosebank and LGBTI hairdresser, they'll be able to get it there on our online directory. So I mean, yeah, you know, you you might not be able to pinpoint um a success story, but you have many success stories. The fact that you're creating visibility for uh, organizations and companies that, you know, this normally this takes a lot of money and a lot of marketing budget and a lot of expenses. So congratulations on the strides that you've made. And I we definitely will look look out for, for the plus pledge, as you said, that will be um, launched in October. And in closing, I just wanted to say thank you for your time. 
thank you for for creating this platform for us you know uh, it's it's as much as South Africa's looked up to we still have so much to do on this continent and with what's been it happening is definitely. <laughs> you know what's been happening within the homophobic zones um we can't allow that to 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 direct the African narrative and 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 organizations such as yours but it negates that negative attitude that's been put out there but more importantly, it's also mm. giving giving Africans access to the proper pink um pink dollar, the pink money, the pink budgets. Because if you look in mm -hmm. a global spectrum, in terms of what big uh, LGBTQI uh, companies and communities are doing, uh, if a lot of corporates were to to look at those those bottom lines and those figures, they definitely would uh, change their their idea and their stance in terms of inclusivity. So for that, I thank you. Um, and I uh, look forward to 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 hearing more about, you know, what's going to be happening with the PLUS Pledge and, of course, the convenings that are going to be happening in the future. Okay. Um, look, uh, what I'll do, Rosie, I will share that information with you. Mm -hmm. um, I'll definitely do that. And maybe we can engage again where we will then just tell you more about the PLUS Pledge. It is really an exciting um initiative from PLUS and we don't want to own it as PLUS. We want it to be something that will outlive us as PLUS. It's truly important to raise the awareness. Um, and um, you, you're right. If, you were, if one were to look at the stats of the pink dollar or the pink rent, I know there is a report that Mackenzie and um, there's a report that they're currently working on the ping rent report. Yeah. But if you were to look at those states, it's amazing. And, and each fact, and every brand out there yeah. should then want to be part of the LGBTI inclusion, economic inclusion. Mm. Because I read the KPMG report, I think two, three years ago, and those, those, those figures were incredibly alarming, but also fantastic in terms of what the pink dollar is actually doing. So um, I'm going to do a little mm -hmm. bit more research about that. And I would definitely love to touch base again, uh, to you know, especially with the launch. And we can engage a little bit more about what the pink dollar and pink versus the pink brand and, um, and what it could do for our communities and so forth. I'm looking forward to that, Rosie. Thank you so much, Nikita. I appreciate your time.